prepare for a whole new sporting experience. This is Sports Planet. by fans and followers as a hooligan sport played by gentlemen. An immensely popular sport around the world, it is played by both male and female players of all ages. Originating in the United Kingdom, it was first introduced into Nigeria by the British Empire. For a number of years, the game was dominated by white settlers and expatriates before native Nigerians began its interest. Nowadays, rugby is way behind football in the national consciousness and many years of bitter infighting in the administration of the sport in the country led to its decline. But all that is in the past and to celebrate Nigeria's readmission back into the international fold, the national rugby team known as the Black Stallions played an international friendly in Niamey where they thrashed their host Niger Republic by 59 points to 13. The roadmap to top-class international rugby for Nigeria is long and hard, but there are many who believe that the Black Stallions will one day play at the Rugby World Cup. Hello and welcome to the Sports Planet Podcast, a production of Complete Sports Studios. Today on the show, we'll be hearing from Bronson Weir, the new coach of the national rugby team of Nigeria, the Black Stallions. My name is Tune Koiki. We'll take a short break right now and we'll be right back. Bronson Ware is the new South African coach of Nigeria's national rugby team. A former financial expert with some of the biggest finance houses in South Africa, Ware quit his job to follow his passion, which is rugby. That path has led him across Africa and led him to Nigeria, where he was recently appointed as the head coach of the rugby national team of Nigeria, the Black Stallions. We had an interesting chat with Bronson and he started by saying how pleasantly surprised he was about Nigeria. This is Sports Planet. Well, I must be honest with you, a massive eye-opener when I landed in Abuja. I never expected the traffic to flow so beautifully. <laughs> uh, the roads are nice and broad and, and the, uh, the traffic, the jam, there was actually no jam to talk about like what I experienced before in, 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 in other African countries. But Nairobi especially, traffic in Nairobi is terrible. <laughs> you, you said it. And um, yeah, look, we've got some beautiful athletes when i say beautiful they're well built well structured let me just stop you there i mean a lot of people actually find it absolutely ridiculous that nigeria isn't a rugby superpower i mean you've seen the average nigerian were well built heavily muscled and for some reason nigeria's never really taken to, to rugby it, it must shock you on a personal level I think I think you need to go back to a bit in, in history, and it and it needs and it obviously it needs to start way back at the school level. If you look at all the expats, uh, not the expats, but if you look at all the Nigerian rugby players that, that played for London, Nigeria, uh, when they went over schooling over there, they were basically forced in a way to to play a sport, and some of them because they were great athletes, they were they started playing from a young age, 
and, and, and that needs to basically replicate here. You need to start playing from a young age because the 17-year-old that I'm dealing with in South Africa and the 17-year-old here is a massive difference. And, and school programs... In terms, of, in terms of what? In terms of skill set, understanding of the game. When you deal with a 17-year-old over, over here locally, uh, you need to maybe teach him how to catch the ball or pass it properly. Um, and it's not his fault at all, but the school programs need to start at some other stage. Uh, um, and he might be, be a bit scared to play club rugby because he's 17 years old and now he's to go and play against a 30-year-old. There's no junior structure for him. So we need, to, we need to set those things in place. So if he's 17 years, he should be playing under 20 or under 18 game rather instead of playing against these big other oaks. And, then it, and uh, they tend to, from a young age, sometimes tend to learn the bad habits. So why do I talk about that? Drinking from a young age um, or, or, or uh, his body contact, all the punches mm -hmm. from a bigger guy tackling him and, and he def ah, it's too tough for me, I'll go play basketball or, or uh, go rather stick with soccer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, Basically, there's a couple of stuff that we need to get right from the ground level before we can really um, uh, point fingers at anything else. So, yeah, that's my opinion. Mm. I've spoken to some other rugby experts and they say probably the fastest way to grow rugby as a sport in Nigeria is the rugby sevens route. And that's why the likes of Kenya have been absolutely magnificent. They're a world-class rugby sevens playing team. Do you agree with this? There's a yes and a no, but I'm going to agree. My, my, my answer will be more to the yes, leaning to the yes. Uh, but everything you do these days requires money. Everything. I think uh, if I can just go back in the history of Kenya, when Tusker came along and they started the Tusker Sevens, uh, they now have the Stanbic Sevens. And it's a series. You play on a regular basis. If you look at the club rugby here, the, the guys play a fortnightly match or even less than that. So what we need to do is, yes, if, the sevens, if you want the Sevens to be on a different level, you need to play it regularly. And, and the skill set will improve vastly. You also then need to get, besides the players that you're focusing on, you need to get the coaches on a particular level. You need to expose the coaches. It cannot only be me. Besides attending coaching courses, we need to send uh, selective teams, not only the A team, a B side. That's what Kenya did well. They sent B sides to Amsterdam, playing the Amsterdam Simmons. They sent B sides to the... Uh, um, Zimbabwe Spa Sevens, they send teams to South Africa. So what they're doing is they're playing against guys on a regular basis, on a different level, on a higher level. Kenya will be playing a World Cup qualifier against Namibia and they stand a massive, a great opportunity to qualify for the World Cup, 15 mandates in 2019. The Sevens game has, has pushed their players to perform on another level. And, and I agree, the more you play, the, the, the more exposure you get to, and your name will be out there and hopefully more sponsors will come on board. What are the biggest obstacles for, for you in personally in growing rugby in Nigeria and making it a successful rugby nation? My heart bleeds for a guy like Mr. Kalechi, the president. Um, he, he's, he's, he's trying to do, with his own business, always funding money. Uh, um, so that's one obstacle. We need more people to support him, right? Uh, we need the, 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 the social clubs to become a bit more... Um, semi-professional as I mentioned so but everything will require money these guys have to travel immense distances to play a match um, so if we can have in Abuja more clubs instead of them traveling to other neighboring places that will help uh, um, grow the game so in Lagos you have most of the club structures so, so most of the national team will come from here which I don't really agree with look I don't know anybody uh, I've learned to know the guys the first squad of players that I've received was given to me I didn't select any of them not, not because it was a bad thing but uh, there wasn't time there wasn't time. I was appointed the Thursday um, and I, uh, I had to head over to Nigeria. I had the players in camp. I did the best I could with them. The results came. But going forward, I'm, I've already seen one or two guys at Abuja. And I told them, if you become much more serious, I will select you. 
Now, exactly the same back here. If, if I go to whichever club, if it's uh, whichever area, and I see one or two players, I will give them the opportunity to, to play for a national team or invite them to a camp. Hmm. So what, in your opinion, is the potential for Nigeria in the sports? It's massive. Is a massive. Besides the following out outside of this uh, outside of this country with the guys playing abroad, yes, you've got immense. We have immense athletes. So we just need to hone that talent. Yes, um, various sports. I believe it's going to be a, a bit of an obstacle, but we can draw them back from athletics. We can draw them from athlete, uh, from 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 football. Mm. If you if you watched uh, um, Aziz, my, our captain, he's not the biggest of fellows, is he? He's not. But if you watch him, if you watch his ball skills, his ball set skills, it's it's actually it's actually good, and I'm impressed with it. All that we need to we do do now is create the next Aziz because Aziz just hit over 30. So we need to create the next Aziz at the age of 22, 23. But but you said, if I may jump in, you said you picked up playing rugby at six, seven age years of age. Yes. Maybe we should go deeper, go further back and start yes. getting rugby into the school systems, yeah. thereby feeding an international team system. Do you agree with that? 100%. And I would like the, I would like the sports minister to get involved here to bring, uh, you know, like a edu um, what do you call it, the back home, we call it PT, mm. um, and, and to bring it back into to, to schools in terms of, and give them a, an option to play a safe game of rugby by tag rugby or uh, touch rugby whatever it is but let the game or the skills start honing there already but yes once again it's going to be funding and so forth so we require these guys uh, the, the guys that's listening to this, this these programs 2% I promise you if each one chucks in a, a small percentage or the um, social um, what do you call it the CSI projects yeah, CSI corporate social responsibility. responsibility projects if they can just say okay I will give this 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 small contribution to rugby you'll make an, a massive contribution if MTN can do that Coca-Cola can do that whichever other uh, companies are out there we, we'll appreciate it South African companies we have plenty of them here in Nigeria <laughs> I do know that yes, I see I see even the shop right I've been shopping there regularly <laughs> uh, but yes if, if they can come to um, come to, to, to support us. Um, at the end of the day, a Nigerian will be coaching the, the Nigerian national team. We won't be leading a South African anymore. That was the coach of the national rugby team of Nigeria, Mr. Bronson Webb. Uh, this is Masai Ujiri of the Toronto Raptors. Make sure you all keep listening to Sports Planet. And here is where we bring down the curtains on today's episode of the Sports Planet podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's goodbye. Sports Planet.